You're listening to From the Clubhouse, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Steve Carroll. Welcome to the From the Clubhouse podcast. Well, after a year in which many of us have worried about our health, the last thing we probably want to hear is another warning as we rush out to celebrate a summer of golf. But while we all hope coronavirus is finally on the back burner, we should be vigilant about another danger as we bask in the sun's rays, skin cancer. Rates of melanoma have more than quadrupled in the UK over the last 30 years, and the risks only rise as we get older. Even so, over a third of cases are occurring in people under 55, and the hazards are obvious this year as we look to reclaim lost freedoms. Fortunately, protecting yourself does not require another lockdown. There are some simple things you can do to reduce the risks of skin cancer, and my guest this week, Melanoma Fund's Michelle Baker, is on hand to help you enjoy a fun-filled and safe few months on the course. Michelle Baker, CEO of the Melanoma Fund, welcome to the From the Clubhouse podcast. Good morning, Stephen. Really nice to speak to you. Um, July and August seem a long, long time away as we speak, but it will soon be with us. And hopefully as golfers, we will be out basking in the good weather and enjoying um, some freedoms that we haven't experienced for a while. But as we've been so careful for the last few months, so we need to be careful as well when it comes to the sun. And I know this um, is a message that you are very passionate about. Um, but as golfers, um, dealing with the sun and its, and its effects uh, is a huge issue for us, isn't it? Even as club players, regardless of the professional tours. Absolutely. Um, and and it, the thing is, it always has been. Um, you know, the sun has never gone, gone away. Um, it never went away for COVID. Um, and it's always been there. The problem is that more people are getting out. More people are... Um, are you know enjoying the sunshine um and as a result and more people are going on holiday nowadays than ever before you know if you think about the you know cheap holiday package tours and and the ability to go on holidays there's been you know nothing like it was sort of 50 years ago um and that has really provided um a, a perfect opportunity for skin cancer to um become an epidemic um and it's it's not that it's happened slowly it's people really are starting now to understand it more um and realize that you know, people are more aware of cancer, more aware of the risks. And I think people are more taking more care of, you know, their own health, their, their responsibility to their own health. They're not just saying, oh, well, you know, so-and-so got skin cancer um, and that's just terrible. They know now there's more awareness that you can prevent it. It's a strong term epidemic, isn't it? Particularly in the circumstances with which we're living. I mean, do you really see um, the prevalence of skin ca- cancer now as, as, as such as, as, as kind of important as that? Absolutely. Um, and the, the fact is that rates are rising faster than they ever have done. Um, you know, skin cancer has more than doubled in the UK in the last 30 years with um, incidents for women increasing by 100% and men tripling by 181%. We can't ignore those figures. 
um, it is becoming massive. Now, obviously, there's a lot of skin cancer which isn't so dangerous as melanoma. We've got sort of your basal cell carcinoma, which is sort of very common. Um, and then you've got squamous cell carcinoma, which is kind of found around the head and areas where the sun obviously hits. Now, although these aren't as dangerous, they are a precursor to know that you're doing damage to your skin and they are unsightly. They have to be removed by a surgical operation. And who wants a diagnosis of cancer, whatever it is? The dangers of the sun causing skin cancer are well founded. I think um, you know most golfers that I would speak to are aware of the risks and um, and, and are aware also of what they need to do about it. So why are we so passive about it? And not just as golfers, I mean, as a country, why are we so passive about the risks that the sun provides? I think it's, it's, it's one that's very steamy habit. We believe that the sun is good for us, which of course it is. It provides us with vitamin D, it provides us with feel good factor. You know, you get that lovely golden, healthy looking, I say looking, um, quite strongly tan um, and there are some really positive factors to the sun um, however it does have a dark side and that is that it can cause skin cancer now it's when I say habit it's even myself you know I've, I used to sun worship in the in the 80s and 90s until I started working with the melanoma fund I it was that that really got me out of the habit of when the sun comes out put my face towards it and think oh that feels lovely I want to get a tan um, and it's it is an ingrained habit in us and we want to look a bit healthier but the fact is that with you know without sun protection you are putting yourself at risk um, and our skin is vulnerable I think the most important thing is for us to raise awareness of that and start to create changes in habit. As golfers, um, we are, I suppose, more at risk than um, some other groups because our sport is primarily outside and we're out in the outside area for long periods of time. I mean, the average round is three and a half to four and a half hours. And, and generally we're out in that peak of the day, that, that time between 11 and three when the sun's rays are at its strongest. Absolutely and, and to add to that we also have um, realised that the golf course itself is very highly reflective so water, sand and obviously because sand is really glass, little tiny tiny shreds and it, it reflects uh, and then uh, water, sand, grass and um, you know the fact is that you're out there all for a long period of time, it just aggravates, the, you know, aggravates the situation. Um, and the fact is a lot of golfers have got this habit of going out there and wanting to get this golfer's tan. And you see a lot of mainly, probably I would say over 50s, wanting to get this tan, which kind of signifies that they've been out on the, the golf course all day and every day. And it's kind of like a bit like a trophy. Um, and we really shouldn't look at it like that, because as well as the tan, they're also creating a lot of problems with sort of, even if we're not talking cancer, with early aging, with um, age spots, wrinkles, dehydration. If you look at someone's skin that's been outside constantly, it's not pretty underneath that tan. It's really not pretty. <laughs> and you've been working quite strongly recently with uh, golf clubs regarding their employees, particularly greenkeepers who... Um, I mean, we think golfers are out in the sun a lot. I mean, greenkeepers are out there all day, aren't they? It's literally their job um, to be Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think greenkeepers, 
Most of them are really good. Um, we've spoken to a lot of greenkeepers um, and their employees will provide, um, and they, they need to by law, provide information and awareness on the sun because it's seen as a carcinogen. So it's actually a, a law, um, it stipulates in law that the employees have to um, make them aware, but they don't actually have to provide sunscreen. But a lot of greenkeepers do use it because they have to. You know they don't want to get burnt um and a lot of realize you know realize the risks however there are still a lot that don't um and and that's why we feel it's important for clubs to go that extra mile and provide the sunscreen um and i think it's going to be more prevalent now because we've got so used to applying lotions to our skin you know in the form of sanitizer it's not a massive step anymore and we're more used to being aware of our wellness and aware of preventing so hopefully this will provide a really good platform for, for, for sunscreen application uh, for this year. Well, let's assume then um, that most golfers realize that they should wear um, pr protection against the sun. I mean, they, they may not do it for various reasons, but, but they are at least aware of the fact that they should. When I, whenever I go to uh, a supermarket or a pharmacy, and I look at um, the, the kind of aisles full of sun cream, there is a bewildering array of products out there. What sort of sun protection should we be looking at? What are the key um, requirements when choosing a sun cream? I don't know whether to get factor 10, factor, factor 50. I don't know what the stars mean against UVA or UVB, but where do I start? Mm. Right. Well, this obviously has um, moved on a lot since the sort of 70s and 80s. Um, I remember going out and looking for the lowest factor I could possibly find that smelt of coconut and that made me look nice and glossy. Um, and we were talking sort of factor two, factor five. Luckily, we've moved on from those days um, and we now have more availability of a factor 30 and a factor 50, which is really where we should be aiming. Factor 30 um, I would say is the best all-round solution, but we have to make sure we apply enough of it and we apply it often enough. So it's no good applying a little bit of factor 30 on your face and a bit here and just rubbing it in and thinking, right, box ticked, I'm fine, I've done what I need to do. Really, that's not what you would do for your children because you'd want your children's ears to be protected, their neck, you'd make sure that their backs of their arms are protected and backs of their legs. And you see parents doing this, but when you see people are applying it for themselves, they're very quick and they're just ticking that box. We have to stop doing that. We have to look at our skin um, and love ourselves as we would love our children's skin because we're just as important. So factor 30, that's what you need to look for. Something which is broad spectrum, which means it protects against UVA and UVB rays. So it covers the aging and the burning. Um, so the different waves going to different, areas, different um, depths in the skin. Um, price isn't really an issue if you can if you don't want to you know spend on something really you know fancy brands you can go to Aldi and they have just as good brands they may not have the purity that you're looking for an organic brand but they will do the job so it's horses for courses really but I would say forget everything take everything away look for factor 30 factor 50 if you're like yourself Steve if you've got sort of you're a very you know, you've got very fair or you have red, red hair. Um, and then obviously you you are prone. So you really need to be very careful. But factor 30 should be for most people um, and just reapply it. That's the key. Reapply, especially when you're playing golf, you sweat. So you rub it off. You touch your face hundreds of times a day and you'll be rubbing it off um, and, and just reapply. 
That's certainly the thing I think I'm most guilty of. I'm very good at putting sun cream on at the start of a round, but then when you get into the the kind of um, the the battle of competition, if if that were if that's the right word, then um, you forget, don't you? After a couple of hours, you think, well, I need to do it again, but I'm concentrating on the shots I'm hitting, and I suppose that is just as key a message as, as you indicated there, as putting it on in the first place, reapplying it. Absolutely. And it's about habit. You know, a lot of people take a while to create habits, but once you've got it, you know, you, the, the excuse for not putting it on, like, I don't want to put it on because I might get a greasy grip. Um, there are, you don't have to get a greasy grip. You can use an applicator. You can you get a special towel, get a towel, which we're going to be providing with our campaign that you wipe your hands afterwards, got maybe a little bit of alcohol, a bit of, uh, maybe a bit of antibacterial gel on your hands then apply it to the backs of your hand or your hand because you've got a glove. Um, and you can do it, as I say, with an applicator. There are ways around it, but don't use that as an excuse. Many, many golfers we find don't reapply because of that reason. And I can, I can totally understand in, in any sport where you're holding a club or a racket or a bat, no one wants a greasy grip because it will compromise their game, but there are ways around it. The drive to protect people from the sun has its um, proponents, but it also has its detractors as well in, in, in a similar way to we see um, anti-vaccination news. There, there are kind of similar um, threads being put out there for sun cream that we don't know what's in it and that some of the ingredients are carcinogenic. I mean, what sort of reassurance can you give to, to golfers who are looking to buy sun cream that applying it and applying it in the... Um, at the frequency they're going to need to is safe. Okay, um, I, I'll put it in very simple terms. Um, I attend lots of conferences, and this is obviously something that was very important to me. Um, I have a, um, a teenage son, and when I first started this campaign, I wanted to make sure that I was promoting something that was safe. Um, so I asked a lot of surgeons what they would do for their children. And I would say 99.9% .9 of surgeons said, absolutely sunscreen there was one who was looking it up and decided that she, she was very into organic products and made sure that it was organic and looked at other versions but in the end absolutely sunscreen all the way because it's one way we know will prevent however saying that you should never discount the importance of closing which should be the first line of defense so if if, if people are worried always use clothing as the first line of defense so I'm signed up now. I'm I'm on board. Um, I'm going to be uh, protecting my skin at all costs when I go out there. But I might not have done this in the past, and I've played a lot of golf, and I've been out in the sun a lot. Um, if I'm worried about um, the prospect of skin cancer, what sort of things should I be looking for if and when I'm checking my skin? Okay. Um, the most important thing, first of all, is to get to know your skin. And I, and, I, and I know you do. You need to know the type you have and how vulnerable it is, um, the, your propensity to burn. Um, once you know your skin, you can, make, you can protect it in the right way. So it doesn't matter how old you are or whatever stage you're at, you start doing that from now. Now, when it comes to looking at your skin objectively, the most important thing is to get it checked either yourself, so you learn how to check it yourself. We have resources on our website to enable you to do that, or you go and see a professional person who will check it for you and um, ensure that it's that it's you know it's safe. You there are obviously things to look out for, which is you know, moles, not just moles. People always go, oh, you've got to do a mole check. 
there are other factors that, um, that, that can attribute to melanoma, lesions, little red spots. Um, you can get molds, uh, litigenous melanoma, which is actually little clear spots. So it's very difficult, really. They're more rare, though. It's very difficult to know exactly um, what you're looking for. But if you look at our guide, our ABCDE rule, you will get some really great advice on skin checking. Um, and bear in mind that the vast percentage of people don't skin check. But if you do skin check, you could find something that's very obvious and it will save your life if you catch it early. And that's the key point, isn't it, Michelle? Because uh, we've talked about a, a range of of, of cancers here but obviously the one that people are most afraid of is melanoma and and, and that can um that can strike you down with um with a substantial speed can't it it can uh, the, the reason melanoma is is so dangerous um is because it's you know, the kid the, the, the clue is in the title malignant melanoma um it is something that needs to be caught early. It, the, the, the sort of the dynamics for, for treatment and successful treatment are very clear. If you catch it early, you're 99% to survive it. If you catch it late, the odds are that far against you. So it's a really good idea to check your skin, check any moles that itch, check anything that changes shape. This is, this is more melanoma than anything else. Um, anything that you're slightly worried about, go and get it checked. Now, Melanoma, obviously, if it does change or it starts to grow, it means that there is something happening. And what happens, it doesn't grow up, it will grow down. When it grows down, it will hit your lymph system. And this cancer will then have the ability to travel around to your lymph nodes, which will either be in your groin or your neck. Um, and what will happen then is that they won't just stay in your lymph nodes, they will then travel around to other parts of your body, which includes the brain, your lungs, your liver. Um, <laughs> they say just skin cancer, melanoma is not just skin cancer, it can end up anywhere. So, you know, I don't want to scare anybody, but also I, what I want to do is make sure people are aware of the risks. Get it checked. And the key thing about these cancers, even melanoma, is that if they're detected early, um, the prospect of a full recovery is very high, isn't it? Whereas, obviously, if we leave these things, the worse it gets. Absolutely. In a way, it's similar to most diseases. You have to be on top of it. Um, and that's why awareness is so important. Um, it's very easy with, with a skin cancer to, to look at it and just think, well, it's just a mole. That's all it is. And I think if you're not made aware of the importance of checking your moles, you know, I can only go by the fact that when I was younger, if I had an itchy mole, I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have even thought about it. And the fact is many people still don't see this as an issue. But once you are aware, once you check your skin and you get to know your skin, once you've made, you, you know, you're, you, you, you've educated yourself, you're far more likely to catch something early. And the fact is this will prevent so many deaths, um, you know, to, to know that you've you know, if you've got a husband or if you've got a partner um, and you check, you can check their skin, check their back, because that's where a lot of um, melanomas present on the back, especially in men. Just just check their back. Just make sure that you maybe take a picture once a month and you can get a good idea of if there's any moles, if they're growing. Just just be aware. It doesn't take time. It doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a little bit of an awareness. A bit like cleaning your teeth, you know, brushing your teeth. It's about something that you do all the time and it just becomes a habit. 
uh, we've we've talked a lot about uh, our skin. Uh, I think um, one area that surprised me when I was speaking to a, a skin consultant recently was um, um, the need to protect our eyes as well. Um, um, and that certainly will be uh, a neglected aspect for many golfers. How important is it to take sun protection for our vision as well by wearing sunglasses, for example? It is incredibly important. And that's why, you know, there are sunglasses out there with, you know, very important filters that we have to be aware of. Um, and it's not just the fact that the sun can degenerate your eyes in so many different ways. It's, it's that you can actually get melanoma in your eyes, which is ocular melanoma, which is caused by obviously too much sun. So, you know, your eyes are very important. They're just as important as your skin. Um, and also the area around your eyes, which is very vulnerable. You can actually get skin cancers around the eye. So I would say um, when it comes to first line of defense, always on a pair of sunglasses. You know, you can get pairs that are actually designed for golfers, which won't move and that have the right, um, the right protection. And this is where um, the, the principle you were talking about earlier in terms of glare becomes very important, isn't it? Because golfers will say, well, I don't look up at the sun. And of course they don't, but it's the glare off the sand, isn't it? It's the glare off the water that's the important thing. Absolutely, but they, they, they will look up at the sun. This is the thing. When you hit a ball, what do you do? <laughs> You're looking up. And in a lot of ways, you see many golfers doing this or they're doing this. You can't see me, uh, but they're putting their hand above their eyes and they're looking up. You know, there is a lot of looking up in, in golf. Um, but as I say, you know, you, you can only go so far to say, OK, protect, you know, you can't go out there all completely covered, you know, hands, everything. All we can do is the best we can do and how you feel comfortable and to be aware of it. So I, I would definitely say sunglasses. I think a wide brim hat is something that you should wear. You know, it, that's really important. A lot of golfers will choose to wear um, a baseball cap, but as in Len Goodman, who now says, what was I doing wearing a baseball cap? What was I doing? He, he now just says that a, a wide brim cap is something he would always wear because he's had skin cancer. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's how far you're prepared to go and maybe small steps at a time. Wear, wear a baseball cap and then once you feel comfortable doing that, just try a wide brim hat on the hot days um, and see how it goes for you. Vitamin D is in the news a lot at the moment for various other reasons, pandemic related. Um, but I mean, clearly, uh, vitamin D is an important part of our well-being and we get that from the sun. Um, if we are using sun cream um, in, I mean, I'm a type one, as, as, as we talked about earlier, uh, so I have very fair skin for listeners. So I'm using sun, religious, sun cream religiously and all the time. Um, am I still getting the vitamin D that I need through there or should I think about taking a supplement? You should be absolutely fine. Um, the sun will reach your skin um, at, through your scalp um, and it will reach through the sunscreen um, in, in areas where you haven't maybe applied it in specific areas. You can take a supplement in summer but it there's, there is conjecture around this because there have been reports that state that even people that wear sunscreen religiously still get enough vitamin D. You can take a supplement um, and many surgeons and, um, and physicians recommend you do that in winter anyway. So during sort of from, I would say, October through to April, 
do take a vitamin D supplement. Um, during summertime, you really shouldn't have to, but it doesn't hurt, you know, as part of your sort of wellness routine, if you take a multivitamin, if vitamin D is in there, that won't hurt. As part of Melanoma Fund's um, Skin Savvy campaign, obviously you're working a lot with golf clubs um, in, in terms of um, not only uh, accrediting them as workplaces, but also educating them as well. What is the number one thing do you think that golf clubs can do to help their members and their visitors when it comes to keeping safe in the sun? Well, we have, uh, as, this, as you say, our campaign, Skin Savvy and Sun Savvy, which is part of our Slip Slap Swing campaign. The most important thing is to raise awareness. Now, what we've tried to do is keep our campaign really simple by offering five points or five actions that golf clubs need to do. We haven't made it taskful or onerous and we haven't made it so they have to spend lots of money or they have to be doing something every day but just by raising awareness on a very basic level they will be joining thousands of this is what we would like to get to we've got 250 nearly 300 clubs on board now what we'd like to do is get every single club in the uk involved in this um, and it's simply a case of raising awareness to create habits so It'll be something like they're making sure that sunscreen is available in the pro shop, either to buy or for, there's a there's a sample, so you know um, um, a sample pot, so they can basically use the sunscreen if they've forgotten their own. Um, there'll be advice on the website, so if someone wants to look up the advice and say, okay, um, what as you said before, what's the best sunscreen to use? Then they can find that out. Um, there'll be posters up to just remind people, yeah, I should be wearing sunscreen. This is why I should be wearing sunscreen. Um, and, and also this does, it isn't just about the golfers, it's about the green keeping staff, as you say, and the staff. So it's about everyone just adding this as a habit to their daily routine. So before they tee off, they make sure they're protected. Now, if golf clubs can do that um, and provide those tips and reminders, and we, we um, multiply that by all the golf clubs in the UK, that's going to have a vast impact on skin cancer and a massive awareness. And it's an incredibly simple thing as well, isn't it? I mean, it's not an onerous task, uh, remembering to um, protect your skin against the sun, whether you know, that's a wide-brimmed hat or sun cream or, or sunglasses. I mean, you, you used the analogy earlier on of it's like cleaning your teeth and that that's just what it's like. It's not difficult, is it, to take these steps? Well, you know what? It isn't difficult to protect yourself from COVID by wearing a mask and wearing um, uh, and cleaning your hands and wearing antibac gel. Obviously, it was a bit this is a habit I've got to get into. But once we've got into the habit, we all put our masks in the car when we go somewhere. We all put them on when we go into the supermarket. Let's hope all. Um, and we all use suns. Um, we will use anti-back on our hands. And it's become a habit. And this is the same with, with sunscreen. It's it's when you're going outside, you, used to, you need to develop that habit. And you're right, it's not onerous. And it actually should make you feel good because you're doing something to protect your health you know it's not there's a massive bonus at the end of it which means that you'll protect protect yourself from cancer so absolutely and it's not just about cancer it's about protecting yourself as i said before the aging effects of the sun which which really aren't pretty no matter you know who you are no one wants to get to 70 and look 70 we all want to we all want to look a few years younger and if by wearing sunscreen you can do that then why not 
Well, I wish you all the best um, with your campaign, Michelle, and let's hope we can all enjoy uh, a sun-safe summer playing golf. Michelle, thanks very much for joining me on the From the Clubhouse podcast. Steve, thank you. And what I just want to, would like to say is that we will, you know, we are not encouraging people to, to be afraid of the sun. Get out there, have fun. Golf is an incredible sport um, on, on so many levels. Um, just make sure you're protected. Um, and that's that's all I can say.